Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show within the show. The show behind the show. And now I kind of feel as though we do have some listeners that might be checking it out for the first time because of my avalanche of promos running on the WFAN live stream. You can always find us on iTunes. You can always find us DA on CBS.com. Click on the audio tab. And now the promos have been running incessantly for weeks, and I have recorded apology promos. I've recorded promos that read mean tweets and it has just built upon itself and now I'm getting some feedback Mraz that our promos that I have recorded for the permission granted podcast our normal show the apology and the mean tweets has forced some people to say you know what fine I'll check it out just leave me alone I need to turn off your promos so maybe I'll just turn on your show instead of having the promos. I can't tell if that's a good or a bad thing. You want more listeners and ears on it, but can you promise that the promos will go away? No, I can't because <laughs> I, I we are caught in this crazy, bizarre situation where I guess on the WFAN live stream, which sounds even crazier because we don't work for WFAN, but right. because we're in the same building, I guess that's the one live stream. I don't assume the same thing's happening on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland or KNBR or anything in San Francisco. It's just here. Just WFAN in New York on their stream. For some reason, they haven't sold any web commercials. There's no, there's no commercials running. So what happens is radio teams... Radio sales, they sell an on-air commercial package on the radio, terrestrial radio. Those commercials don't air on the internet, I think, most of the time. I think that's a different sales package. I agree. So what's happened is WFAN is doing great in terms of selling the commercials on the radio, but on the digital stream, they either just haven't done it, can't do it, don't care about doing it, I don't know. But there's no commercials. There's So they have five-minute radio commercial breaks. Sometimes, you know, it could be seven minutes. Right. And there is literally no content to run except our permission-granted podcast and show promos. Yes, which I think is, first of all, it's fascinating that you've gotten this much feedback, which I think should turn around and show the salespeople. Look how many people are listening to the stream that are hearing these promos to begin yeah. with that you could sell yeah. ads to. If this many people are listening to the promos, second of all, I think it's more than that. I think... Yeah, there's only a certain number of promos in there, and that's all they're really running. But I do think there is some kind of glitch to the rotation of promos, which has forced guys like Al Dukes or whoever else to pull out of the promo game. 
Mirage, I think you're giving them too much credit. I don't think it's a glitch. I think there's literally no content. Think about our clock. We have on our show, I think we do 38 minutes or 40 minutes of content an hour, and then there's updates then commercials. Yeah, I think it's 15 minutes worth of commercials, and then whatever it is, four minutes worth of updates. Okay, so that would be like we did 41 minutes of content right. an hour. So that's 19 minutes. Okay, so let's even take out the updates because they'll carry the updates on WFAN. That's Imagine 15 minutes of every hour and there's nothing running except my 30-second spots. You know what? I'd probably want to punch you in the that's, face, too. That's 30 30-second 30 spots an hour. And if you listen to WFAN for a four-hour period, you could be hearing 120 promos of mine every day. That's really insane. And I get the... I get the point, because if you're online listening, they want to drive people to their online stuff that we could have at Play.it, which we live on next to some of the WFAN shows. That's where the podcasts are hosted. Right. So that that's the premise of the of us having a promo. It's not to get you to turn off WFAN and turn on CBS Sports Radio. It's to listen to us online on Play.it. But, yeah, they gotta get, we got to get some more content here. But so think about it. And, and by the way, you've done about... Seven at least different promos yourself. So if those are all rotating, yeah, just your voice over and over and totally. over again. Oh, totally. Would you want to smash your computer, your phone? I don't blame anybody for being this annoyed. I really don't. My issue Jeez. is I don't know what happens if I pull my stuff. What ends up happening? Then there is just dead air. I think maybe it's just a countdown that's like thirty seconds left. So would you One rather hear a countdown? Probably. I mean, I guess. More than 120 commercials of mine. But can't they figure out a way to split it up where maybe two of your promos run in a five-minute space and then music the rest of the way? That might be the glitch. And and I think, see, here's the issue. I'm the only one that did the promos. No other show did it. Management apparently doesn't care enough to ch even check it. So, Which is so bizarre. If you're on WFAN, don't you just have every host tape a 30, two 30s? Okay, sorry, Mike, you're going to have to do 230s. Right. Here's the script. Boomer By Mike, Cart you mean Mike Francesa. Right. Boomer and Carton do 230s. Joe and Evan do 230s. Tony Page, 230s. Mar Mark Malus is 230s. Everybody's just got to. You just have to have them. We need the roster banked up there. That's all you need. It's just filler. It's just filler. And so I'm the only one, me and Al Dukes, and I guess Taz, are the only <laughs> ones that did them. But then Dukes pulled his because we were getting so much flack. And I think outside the cage is doing it, they pulled them as well. Which, if Ike Feldman's making a decision to pull promos, what does that tell you? So this is amazing. It's like the summer of George. It's the summer of DA. Everybody in New York that listens to the live stream knows me, hates my guts, wants to kill me. And you should see the tweets. They are so mean. It's getting vicious. And I don't blame them. Well, WFAN just celebrated 30 years, right? So 30 years from now, we're going to have a 60th anniversary WFAN. Eventually, they're going to figure out this online sales thing because streaming is going that way. <laughs> We will remember the DA promo era in WFAN. I think it will be up there. I, I've talked about this a lot with people. Should I double down and just keep the promos going, or should I pull them, yank them like everybody else? I don't think you can yank them. At this point, I, I, think, th I, I think I'm in too deep. You have very much become LeVar Ball of the promos. Like you're, <laughs> yeah. you're waving your hands up like, come get some, come at me. And you got it. you've committed to that now. You need to stay committed. You yeah. cannot back down. you got to keep the promos coming. I think that's the only way to play it. I think it's the only way. And 
you should start promoing like the new season of Nomad, like because clearly bosses aren't listening anyway. I know. So you should just start promoing anything you want. That's the other thing. If the bosses listen, promo sales for your D, the Sunday morning uh, football koozies. This is what yeah, I should promo Sunday morning football. This is what's scary. It means nobody in management's listening, <laughs> and it's the freaking it's so live fun. stream. It's like so it's fun. pretty important. That nobody has clicked over and listened to a, a commercial break. Because if you listen to one, you'd be like, okay, let's try to fix this. They're totally unaware. Completely unaware. And it shows that the sales team doesn't really care either. You know what? I'm making a promo pumping up the gut. Look for the first <laughs> first read on September please, 10th. Please, promo anything. We should just anything. We should just keep giving our production guy the most ridiculous promos until we start getting cold on it. See, here's the other thing. Production guy doesn't really want to put these in anymore. No. He's like, oh, again, DA, how many more we need here? Can I, know. I just do my job? I know, but... Well, production guy also walks around talking about nonsense to everybody. You know, get in there and do a little work. I realize that, but you know he's a different kind of guy to coach, okay? You don't... You can't pressure. He's not the type of guy that's going to... He's not going to respond Jay to Cutler pressure. Jay Cutler production guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to love him up. You got to make him feel good. So it, it's just... I don't, I don't see any way out except continuing... To just take and eat the crap I'm being fed by the listeners. You might as well. Eat crap. I'm eating a lot of crap. Hashtag eat crap. Other development this week. I had the birthday on Saturday. Right. We, we missed you. My mom and dad asked about you. But My I first said, missed uh, birthday. I know. I know. Not happy about it. But uh, you had a big game on Sunday. You had some family stuff as I had, well. It was graduation weekend, dude. Yeah. I made like three graduation stops, which actually was good. My, I saw my cousin from Florida brought his baby, the whole mm. deal, so... It was a good one. Um, but what time out? Is your birthday usually graduation weekend? Because I find that odd that I've never had other graduation parties run into that weekend. You know, my original, my, my actual birthday is the 21st. Okay. And maybe you usually do it the weekend before graduation weekend. Well, this was a weird week. This was a weird year because the 4th of July happens on a Tuesday. Right. And so 4th of July weekend is. The weekend after. Right after my right. birthday kind of thing. Right gotcha. after my birthday weekend. So I think I usually do it the weekend before the 4th of July. Gotcha. Okay. But Which this, would be the weekend after graduations in New York usually. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we had a good time, good turnout. But um, I got to say there was a little scuttlebutt of Jay Berman being antisocial. Really? And Berman was one of the first to show. It was me and, like, my brother sister helping set up. And then one of my buddies uh, from high school, Mike, flew in, actually, for the party from Syracuse, which was awesome. He lives up there now. And um, so he was hanging out early. And then Berman showed up. He was, like, the first guest, basically. So he shows up. He's like, Jay oh. knocks on the door, you know, one minute into when the party's supposed to start. I, I told everyone, show up at 4. I think he was there by, like, 4.15. Okay. So, but hey, I said, let's do some work. Like, I got a billion beers. We've got a margarita station. We've got vodka in a uh, an iced tea. We've got a hundred tacos and uh, guacamole and all this food and all this drink. I was like, come by. Yeah, come by whenever. So I was totally happy to see him early. But as the party went on, he and Kenny Brock just started peeling off to themselves, just like drinking and smoking heaters in the corner. Jeez. And not really talking to anybody else. That's awkward and weird. And so I had, like, my family, my buddies from high school, friends from, like, some of Amber Lee's friends, some of, like, ever, hmm. you know. And they just kind of peeled off. And I and I really feel like it. that's when Berman just kind of peels off and doesn't want to talk to anybody else except, like, the one or two friends he has. And then, so Berman starts taking some, like, pictures 
of us oh. in compromising situations because we're all drinking. And you've seen Berman do this as well. And he stores them for like a year like a squirrel stores a nut. He's got a catalog of embarrassing pictures of all of us. Right. That he'll just drop randomly on Twitter as a yeah. response to something. So he started rubbing some people the wrong way. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. And I have gone over the last couple of days of being like, hey, man, Jay's a good guy. You know, you just got to get to know him. But damage control on what Berman's doing? There was this direct quote from uh, somebody at the party. An unnamed source. I think that Jay guy is just a rotten egg. Oh! <laughs> like, he's kind of a sourpuss. Mm. He's not engaging in any conversations. And he's taking some pictures that other people are like, what's this creeper kind of doing? And he kind of, like, had a bit of a bad... He's not, doesn't really have a bad attitude, but you know Berman. He's like... I, listen, here's a perfect example. I went with friends I had from back home... And I invited a bunch of people to Cleveland to go to that giant Cleveland trip. Berman elected to come. Yeah. the fir- And we went for three or four days, whatever it was. The first day with Jay or so, it took my other buddies a little warming up to him. Because, like, they don't know him. And yeah. Jay is going to be Jay, how he, you're describing Jay him. Jay is going to Jay. And I would say it took till about day two where my buddies like, totally embraced him to the point they'll text on their own now with Jay Berman. Oh, okay. So, my, so there's a warming period. I that, think there's a warming period. And I think had this become, let's say, a three-day bender in the Hamptons where Jay Berman was a part of it, maybe people would feel he's a rotten egg after day one. But yeah, by lunch right. of day two, <laughs> right, okay. you go, okay, maybe Jay's not such a bad guy. But I also pin that on Jay. You got to understand your time and place and who you're dealing with, but he just doesn't care. He doesn't care. And this has been a bit of an annual thing. I invite Berman to every one of these because he's – I enjoy having him around. I like joking around with him. I get along with him well. He's a really good party guy. Like, he'll always show up, drink beers, have a good time. Drink, laugh, have a good time. I would say – and every year there's somebody that's grumbling about Berman. That's a tough, tough pill to swallow. And I could hear – what I'm about to say, I could hear Kenny Brock in the back of my ear going (laughs) – Raz always has to make it about him. I can't help but wonder, because I consider myself very social. Anytime I'm at a party with you, I will yeah. make the rounds to talk to every single person in that totally. room. Yeah. And where Berman feels comfortable with me now as a friend, I feel like he would have been with me talking to other people. I feel like my lack of appearance there hurt Berman's credibility at this party. May have heard it, but I don't think that was... I don't think it could have saved it. Okay? <laughs> because He's still going to take the pictures. Because taking creepy pictures of people is a bad look. Right. When nobody knows who you are. Right. And then the second part is, we've heard this criticism of parties before, and you've been at those parties. I have. You so, know what? You're right. <laughs> you know? You're right. I'm just trying to throw him a Hail Mary here. I know, and I like Berman. I've been defending Berman. I'm like, So there lies a- the next question. Is Berman out on the next birthday? <sighs> I hate de-inviting people. I hate it. I do- and now that this is on record in the PGP and he's a loyal listener, he's going to know why he's not invited next year. This has really become a conundrum. No, I think I just got to talk to him and be like, hey, man, when you come by, just try to make sure like you engage a few people and don't just like crawl into the corner, start doing shots with Kenny Brock, and start smoking heaters. Well, I think what's going to be a good test run for him is in another month, the block party that I have. True. Okay, he has yet to make a block party appearance. Oh, interesting. How about this? Because he's had TV work or weekend work. He has told me this year there's no conflict at all, so it'll be his first attempt with family of mine and friends of mine he doesn't know, and I'm assuming you'll be there as well. Yeah. Do we get Berman a test run, or maybe is that where you pull Berman aside and say, I'm watching you at this party, this is your, <laughs> training, your, camp. your training camp for my birthday next year? I hate the invite. I don't want to de-invite him because Berman, I like Berman a lot, and he's a friend of mine, and I, I, I just could never de-invite a friend. I think I just got to coach him up. 
You got to coach him I up. Got to coach him up. I think I mean, he might not even know he's doing this. Well, he's going to know as soon as he listens to this. He's going to know in about six hours when he tweets at us. And probably his response is going to be one of those creepy pictures he took. It's true. But Jay's going to Jay. Jay's going to Jay. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, was Brock antisocial? Like, or was he just he just was antisocial but not taking creepy pictures so everybody gave him a pass? Correct. Brock is normally reserved and quiet. Okay. Okay. And so when he got around Berman, they got both into like that mode. Right. But, you know, Brock was in good spirits. He enjoyed being out. Um, and so he might have been a little bit more quiet. But really the tipping point is when you start taking weird pictures of people that are drunk. And obvious People pictures. don't like it. Right. And people are like, why is that guy doing that? Can I just that? let loose and not worry about the paparazzi around me? And I don't know who you are. You know, so that hurt him. It didn't hurt Brock in that way because he would never do that. Right. Brock also made a very good impression on a lot of the people at the party because he was a huge part of breaking down the the equipment and the tents and the tables. Whoa. He was a huge part of cleanup. Yeah. Brock came in like the grounds crew? Yeah, he was a big part of cleanup, but we needed that because we had a huge tent and we had sandbags and tables and the speaker and we had to get it into my apartment. And uh, he was a big part of that. So he hearing some major points. Um, so had he he was a little probably pulled off to the side with Berman, but you know it wasn't like it was a giant rage fest anyway. Like it, everybody had their own little pockets, and that was fine. It's just that I think being connected with Berman, when you're taking creepy pictures of people that are drunk, and you're and you know Berman's look too. Berman's yeah, look. He is, looks like Pee Wee Herman in a movie theater. It's not good. <laughs> and, he looks like he's always judging you. Yes. He's always like... Berman look- has the man's version of resting bitch face. How they say that on women? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It always looks like he's annoyed. Yeah. It always. So well, he usually is always annoyed. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, um... I, can- I will tell you this, because I was not there. I did wake up to a text Sunday morning, because I was up bright and early, I guess when Berman got home, to some of the effect of, hey, man, you missed a great party at DA's tonight. Oh, good. I'm glad like, you had a good time. He, he like, genuinely was saying, like, I don't know if he was trying to rub it in my face that I wasn't there, but I can honestly say he didn't He didn't send me any pictures, nor did he discredit the party. If anything, he was speaking very highly and said, basically, I missed the best birthday yet. Hmm. I don't know. Which if- actually breaks my heart more that now, now he's on this list. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I don't think I can take Berman off of the list. I really I don't think that's a right thing to do to your friend. I don't. I just Which think. Which also, if he it's felt. up to me to coach him up. He must have not gotten the vibe that people were annoyed with him. Because you would think that in texting me that it'd be like, I don't know if I made any friends there. You know what I mean? He texted me like it was the best party in the world and there was no issues. Hmm. I just think, yeah, I don't know. You know, I I was three sheets of the wind, so I couldn't (laughs) tell how everybody was feeling after that. It's the morning after, the Monday morning quarterbacking. (laughs) Yeah, but there was a little bit of like, why did that guy take those pictures? Why did that guy do that? Why was that, you know, and I I tried to... Boy. they, They also... Both Brock and Berman, I give them a lot of credit. They came to after hours. We we started 4 p.m. We went until about 11 o'clock on the roof. And then afterwards, we went to the bars. And they stuck around for everything. I think they stuck around until 1 at the bars. That's a marathon. Yeah, it was a, it was a big day. I tell you, it says they something. They were troopers. It says something, though, when the takeaway from a party that you were at with Brad Heller, the D coordinator, is that you are the one that's awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> You know, Ward came with his beautiful girlfriend, Aurora. Right. That was very cool. Fiance now. Oh, yeah, right. Almost Fiance. going up on the year since he got engaged yeah. and didn't tell anybody about it. So <laughs> so that was good. Good to see them. But, uh, yeah, and then we, the other one that we, we have no idea about um, is Adam Gracia. Uh, uh, Noodles, who is now with the Chris Manic Show. Formerly producer here, now with the Chris Manic Show. 
said he was showing up, texted Berman he was showing up. Never showed up. Then texted Berman that he missed a train, so he was going to be a little bit later, and then never showed and never told anybody why. And no contact since? No. I mean, I haven't reached out to him. I just wow. felt like he didn't want to come. And he's and by the way, he's moving in like a month or so, and so, he's been trying to get yeah. together and see everybody. Bad job by Adam Gracia. You got to just say why you're not coming if you're going to tell everybody you are coming. The non-RSVP guy like Gracia or why you're not coming is a bad look. Bad Especially look. if you say you're coming and then you and just, just don't. And you're in contact saying, I missed a yeah. train. Something's fishy. Because that's the thing. Berman, this, I give him a lot of credit. He showed up. He was early. He wanted in. And that's cool. I'm, hey. Let's go. Doors are open. Let's go. And um, don't lie. Then he's Adam Gracia a liar. And Gracia was telling him that he was going to meet him for that first train. And then today I'm going to be, I, I won't see you on the train. I'm going to be a little you bit know later. What? That could be a fight with a girlfriend kind of could deal. Be, something yeah. like that. Could be. With a wife? They married? Oh, yeah. They're, like, was that his wedding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're married. Fight with the fight with the wife, something yeah. like that. Okay, well, I mean, eight five five two one two. Let's break it down. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter. If you... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's side A, side B coming up right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play it. All right, welcome to Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show and host here on Side B of the PGP. And if you're listening for the first time because you've heard incessant promos in New York or anywhere on WFAN stream, welcome aboard. If you're refusing to listen, well, you're missing out on a lot of fun and you're just being annoyed by promos. And that voice you hear is Pete the Body Balotti, associate producer on the DA Show Sidekick with me here on Side B. Pete, what's up? Oh, not much. Just watching John Minko try to plug in a charger into the wall, and I think he's having a difficult time with it. <laughs> right. So who Pete is talking about here is John Minko, and if you know anything about sports radio in New York or sports radio history, the Mink Man, as they call him, is a longtime update anchor for Mike Francesa back in the day, Mike and the Mad Dog, and we share a newsroom or basically the studios with WFAN, and I, too, am now staring at John Minko. Uh, who's basically this old, short, uh, bald man who looks like everybody's favorite grandfather who is trying to keep up with technology, and he's currently, or he currently just was trying to attempt to plug in his phone charger into an outlet, and he just was having trouble. A lot of difficulty. You know that phone has no apps. (laughs) It's just straight... Call logs and numbers. What, what, what is that? The jitterbug? Right. The one with the, just the big giant numbers? Right. There's no chance. <laughs> you know, he's got the Facebook app on the phone. I highly <laughs> doubt I highly doubt that's happening. He's not, he's not trying to get Uber. You know, it's funny. Mink has worked in radio for, I mean, since before I was born. Forever. He went to Butler. He's very funny in the newsroom. Tells his tales. So I've talked with him almost every day since 2010. So we're going on seven years, except for the times I really didn't see him when I was working overnights. Okay, so there was a little agenda. Yesterday he comes to me, and John Minko, for an older guy in radio, is all about his grilling in the summer, as you know, Pete. Yes. He loves barbecuing and the whole deal. I ask him after a nice weekend. I see him on a Monday. Mink, you grill anything this weekend? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got the grill going. He goes, I had two burger patties for me and my wife. And he goes, I'm going to teach you a little trick. He went into 25 minutes of describing the fixins or I'm sorry, the salad bar at Whole Foods and how it's a fixins bar. He goes, if you don't want to buy it, if it's just the two of you, he was talking about me and my wife. He goes, you don't need to go buy a bunch of lettuce and all this. He goes, we buy just enough onions, maybe a hot pepper. He was going through everything he does. He goes, he goes, if I have any words to advice, any words of advice to you in your life, it's simply treat a salad bar like a fixins bar. 
That's actually that's actually a very smart thing he said. Genius, right? It is genius. And, and, and he was so passionate about it, which was really yeah. funny to me. Well, you know what? It involves food. You know what? I, I feel that everybody in life should be passionate about food. <laughs> uh, it, it's a nutrient. It gets into your body. It helps your body operate so you could do everything else. Okay, see, that's an interesting debate. I think when, when you just say that, a lot of people listening rolling their eyes going, up, oh, two fat slobs talking about food, but that's not necessarily the case. You could be passionate about healthy food right. as well. I'm, I'm Paleo Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Paleo Pete. I'm on the Paleo diet. And is I, that the nickname you've given? Is somebody giving you that? No, Paleo I, me, Pete? me, Pete. Pete so, gave the nickname Paleo Pete. So the body Bilotti is now Paleo Pete. Yes. That's pretty funny. So yes, but point being, everybody's passionate about it. He... You would think all these years in radio, he would tell me either get out or some kind of thing to enhance my career. Instead, he's giving me tips on you know how to get the right amount of hot peppers out of the Whole Foods well, salad bar when I'm making well, a burger. The the term "get out" is is like a universal phrase. It's kind of like you breathe air, you know. So <laughs> "get out" is like a universal phrase. So I can't even look at you that. without thinking Paleo Pete right now. That's right. I, but, and you know what though, with diets like that, you tend to think of food as more of a creative thing rather than just shoving a bunch of Cheetos down your throat or a bunch of chips down your throat. So, in other words, a typical Saturday for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, now, we all like those Saturdays. Well, of course but, we do. But it makes you think a little more. Now, okay, and here's a good summertime poll question for you, Pete. Yes. You, we have documented this on the show. You moved to a town called Long Beach on Long Island, which is literally apartments and a village on the beach. You could walk to the beach. Right. Okay? Makes, makes no sense to take a vacation because the beach is right outside your door. Right outside your door. Okay. I have friends that live over there. I'm about a half an hour or so away. I have a, a beach close to me, but not one I could walk to. Pete, we finally had our first nice weekend of the summer. Things are real. We had kind of a rainy early June. Things are getting nice. If you live in the Northeast or Northern United States, you notice things are getting good. And if you're lucky enough to live near an ocean or perhaps a lake anywhere in the North, you're starting to really get to enjoy them. Did you enjoy the beach this past weekend? Uh, we enjoyed the sun. Okay. We didn't go. We didn't go to the beach too too much this past weekend. We had a lot of things going on. Okay, so you had outdoor parties we, we, and stuff like we this. We had we had a um, we had a uh, went to a concert uh, in Long Beach. Okay. On Saturday, and then Sunday we entertained people. Okay. All right. So, but I grilled. You back to the grill, and you love grilling. I grilled on the George Foreman. What did you make? Oh, the standard. I made the standard this time: hamburgers, hot dogs. Okay, kept it simple. Simple, but great. Found great chopped meat that cooked very well. Oh, and, and, and you know what though? Paleo Pete is passionate I've never about this. See, I, I, you know, that's the thing I find interesting when you find certain types of meat, and you're like, oh, this cooks this way. Maybe I'll do this. You know, it's like a different type of. You look. do learn things as an adult. You do, you do. Well, Pete, I'm going to circle back on the. Okay, yes. I, keep, I keep going on my crutch here. Circle back. The reason I bring this up, there was a big debate for me. I went to the beach this weekend, spent about seven hours, nah, six hours there, Saturday morning to the afternoon. Beach food, okay? You usually mm-hmm. bring a sandwich right. or something like that. There, everybody always brings some kind of bag of chips to the beach, right? Yeah. You're always snacking on something, like you said, when you're stuffing right. Cheetos, then you're throwing on a normal Saturday. <laughs> I, it seemed to me I had we had a group of people about four different groups. Everybody brought spicy chili Doritos, the purple bag, and I I bought them too. I had right. cut two different bags of chips, and I found that ironic that everybody went to and everybody had the same. Well, it's a perfect beach chip. Is there such a thing as a man? You're a man who lives on the beach as the perfect beach chip, and is the spicy chili Dorito the perfect beach chip? First of all, I'll tell you something. The fact that they said that that's the perfect beach chip, they're they're full of you know what. But I bought him too, Pete. No, no, no. I, I think that's that chip was 
uh, them trying to be different and not bring wanting to bring nacho cheese. <laughs> so, so you think people look at the Dorito bags at a deli or a supermarket? Oh, everyone is bringing nacho cheese or Cooler Ranch. I'm, I'm going to be bring, cool and I'm different. I'm going to bring the spicy one. And we all were cool and different. Right. See, I I prefer the spicy chili one. Now, to me, to me, I I like to keep the the food at the beach simple. Okay. So I would take a kettle cooked chip to the beach. How is a kettle cooked simple? Well, I mean, like in in terms of like mess. Okay. Okay. I, I would take a kettle cooked chip over a Dorito. Now, if I'm taking Doritos. I'm taking the regular nacho cheese. Okay, now by mesh you mean like the cheese on your fingers? Cheese on and your stuff? fingers. Yeah. Okay. I mean you can wash it off with salt water. I get your drift. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, so you can follow Pete on and we're not wrapping this up yet at CBS PDB. You can follow me at Mraz CBS. Mraz CBS, CBS PDB. I want you guys to tweet at us the perfect beach chip. And I want to test run these chips throughout the summer. Oh uh, yeah. And get back and figure out what exactly makes the perfect beach chip. Because it's very funny, Pete. I'm big on the lays in okay. general, and I like salt and vinegar. I like barbecue. People, I know salt and vinegar is not for everybody. You see, salt and vinegar, though, salt and vinegar is, I like it on certain days. Okay, I agree. Here's what I'm going to get to. I like it with my sandwich, all that stuff, but when it comes to the beach, I go, wise. It's a little thinner a chip. Something about it, I don't know why my mindset on what kind of chip I eat changes when I'm on the beach, and I wonder if anybody else goes through the same dilemma in the summer. I think more crumbs would wise. I maybe. think you get more of a thorough chip. Or maybe I don't care lace. if like a wise gets sand on it or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a weirdo, but I just found it interesting. And you're right. Packing simple, like, see, you wheel down. What do you bring? Like a cooler and a bag over we'll, your shoulder, we'll bring, right? We'll bring a bag. Like, and like your chair. If, if it's if it's breakfast, right? Okay. We go down there to breakfast, right? We'll bring breakfast sandwiches right. in, in the breakfast, in the bag from the deli. Okay. That's it. And you got each got a chair over your shoulder? Yeah, we got a chair over our shoulder, which has a pocket in there if you want to put drinks. Okay. And we may bring a cooler. That's it. So very simple. So I, I have a rolling cooler that my sisters actually just got me for my birthday. And I have basically, my we each have a chair, me and my wife, nice beach chair, and then... One of us will usually have some kind of bag with like a football in it, maybe a bag of chips, and like my, I have like a little solar panel like music player. Right. Pretty simple. Um, you're not making multiple trips. Trip. I'm saying chips. Trips. My buddy shows up to the beach on Saturday. He's got a kid with him. Uh, his kid and his wife, and he is packed like an NFL team heading for London. <laughs> I mean, he's got this giant cart with everything under the sun, and he's got a cooler that he had to go back for that wasn't in the cart. And it literally reminded me of, because uh, I'm in the process of watching All or Nothing on Amazon, like when the Rams pack for London and they're loading up the plane, I'm like, dude, you're no 10 need. minutes away from your home. How much do you need on the no beach? Need. No need. Now, and does a kid make that big a difference that you need to pack all this? Well, a kid does make a difference. I will say that. Now, now I also will say that if I am packing something extra, okay, it's for me, it's a, it's a blanket, big blanket, and it's a... If I had it, one of those half or umbrella, okay, one of those umbrellas or the half like moon things like that. So, okay, so you like the umbrella on the beach? Thing. Isn't the point to get sun? It is, but also you, if you want to be out there for a while, you're gonna to need to go underneath for a little bit. Oh, you go into hibernation. Hibernation. I that's think. that's a proper a little beach. shade. You want a little shade? Okay, now you say you pack a blanket. See, I'm more of a chair guy at the beach. Um, I sit on a chair, but there's a blanket there in case you want to lay down. Okay. So, I rarely lay down, but are you one of these people, like, you'll lay down with your girlfriend, you do a little kissies on the beach and no, stuff? No, There are people, and I noticed this again this weekend, they're full-fledged, it's like half a porno at noon <laughs> no. on, a, on a public beach. No, Who I, are these people? I have very rarely seen that in Long Beach, at least this summer. 
I mean, these I saw two people necking, and that's a term from like 1940, rolling around on top of each other. I'm looking. I'm like, can I just enjoy my spicy chili Doritos and not have to watch porn? <laughs> More night in Long Beach. Ooh, that's, my, that's I've yeah, and probably the real stuff at night, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's out there with the binoculars on the boardwalk. <laughs> I hey, not, you. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> Who's he standing there with the, with the chemical well, chips? See, there's a lot of bars down by those beaches, and yeah. I want, you know, a little drunken session on the on the beach. Oh, yeah. Like oh. the first scene in Jaws. Sand in your uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go skinny dipping. <laughs> um, okay, let's get off beach etiquette real quick before I let you go. Tuesday's show, we discussed, or you discussed in the cut line, LeVar Ball entering WWE. And I just thought it was hysterical how you said, you know, I've never seen anything like him. I Do you? I just want to piggyback off this conversation. As a wrestling fan, I am not a wrestling fan. I, I once was. Do you like gimmicky stuff like this by the WWE? When it's done right. Like, like well, Varbo was not done right is what you're saying. I felt that the, the storyline they put him in was, was terrible. But I think that uh, it was a way for they wanted to put those big ball of brand shirts out there in the best possible way. So they had mannequins, and you had the most coverage of it. So do you think WWE should be bending over backwards to promote Big Bowler brand? I don't I don't know if they should be bending over backwards. I, I think that it was smart to have them there. Uh, but they always, and the event was in Los Angeles? It was in Los Angeles. I okay. would have used them better, though. I would have used them differently. All right. I, I mean, I'm just so tired of LeVar Ball that I just, I almost look worse at wrestling now. Like, what do you do? You don't need that. I would have him, I would have had him, pitch him pitching it as a salesman throughout the show. Like, oh, like, do we need a two-hour infomercial? Make, it, make, it, make it sound like it's like he's annoying us, and then when he, we get to the end, one of the good guy wrestlers comes body slams body him or something. Slam. We've had enough. Yeah. See, I don't think Lavar Ball would go for that. I, I think he would. What do you? I don't know. I just now. Had I it. think that was put together quick. That's why you couldn't do something off the whim. Okay. Yeah. I've just had it, Pete. I don't know. If I was a wrestling fan, I feel like I'd be annoyed. I actually, you know what? I've gone the other way. I hated him in the beginning, now, and now you like him. I think because now he he's I have accepted him at what he is. He's goofy. He's more than goofy. I think there's and, something wrong with him. And I haven't, and I don't look at Lonzo any different. Now, people that look at Lonzo well, different, true. I don't think it's fair right. to look at Lonzo and think he's right. like his father. I, I think, mean, you can't choose your parents. I take him as a as a caricature, as somebody that's just there for entertainment purposes only. Okay, kind of like gambling. <laughs> well, Paleo Ideally. Pete's take on Levar Ball and <laughs> WWE. There. All right, Pete. We'll let you get going. Yes. Uh, I know you got a podcast the rest of Tuesday's show here, so we'll let you run off and do that. You can follow Pete at Twitter. CBS P2B. Okay, you can follow me at Marat CBS. Remember, we want your favorite beach chip. I want to test run these all summer. Thanks, everybody. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.